are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, September 2nd, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 201st episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day. By the way, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps, and you'll get $10 off your first Built Bar order. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, to start off the show today, I just want to let you all know that it's a big travel week for me. I had to go all the way across Missouri and Illinois yesterday to get back home to the suburbs of Chicago, and then tomorrow morning I have a flight out to Denver for a buddy's wedding, so I wasn't able to get an episode out yesterday because of my travel. I'm getting one out here today, and I'm going to do my best to get one out early tomorrow. Friday is a bit on the fence with the wedding, so once again, I'll try to do my best to get four episodes out this week, but I just wanted to let you all know what is kind of going on with me, just in case an episode isn't able to get out on one of those two days. So, to kick off the show today, though, we do got a little bit of Blackhawks news to talk about. I want to start with the latest out of Sunrise, Florida, where the Panthers have made a final decision on their new general manager, and it is not going to be Chicago Blackhawks color analyst and NBC Sports finest Eddie Olchek, who, as I talked about last week, was rumored to be a finalist for the job with the Panthers, and for good reason. He's got tons of NHL experience, a former first-round pick of the Hawks, and a Stanley Cup champion as well. He's Uh, also been a head coach in the NHL for a little over a season and a half for the Pittsburgh Penguins before joining the broadcast booth for the Blackhawks in 2006. Uh, But ultimately, Florida decided to go with Bill Zito, who had previously been the senior vice president of hockey operations and associate GM for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And he's also done work with the United States national team. So, Definitely a little more experienced than Eddie O is in the hockey operations side of things, which makes sense. It sounds like a good hire for the Panthers. Obviously, Columbus has made some pretty steady progress these last couple of years, even after losing a bunch of free agents like Artemi Panarin, uh, Matt Duchesne, and Sergei Bobrovsky last year. Um, so Zito is the higher, not Olchek, which will probably make a lot of you Blackhawks fans happy. I mean, who doesn't love Pat and Eddie up in the booth, even if Pat is starting to lose his marbles up there a little bit, but it, it does feel like the damage could have already been done with Eddie. You can tell he really wants to get more involved with the game than just being an announcer, even if he, he is one of the best in the entire world at it. 
and he's also rumored to have interviewed with the New Jersey Devils for their general manager position in the past. So there definitely sounds like an interest there from Edzo to get back with an organization in a front office role. And it could be just a matter of time before it happens because the guy knows his stuff. He's been around the game his entire life. He knows what it takes to win. And he's just a real genuine guy who has fought through so much adversity and continues to do so much for the game even after winning his battle against cancer. So I really do think someone will give Eddie Olchek a front office job eventually. We also saw some transactions from the Blackhawks in the last couple of days that I definitely wanted to talk about on today's episode. The first was defenseman Yoni Tulola, who was a 2015 sixth round pick of the Hawks. He signed a one-year contract over in Finland's Liga, which is their top division on Tuesday, after he became a restricted free agent following the conclusion of his second season with the Rockford Icehogs this year, in which he recorded two goals and six assists for eight points in 56 games. So, not a huge loss for the Blackhawks overall. Tulola never really panned out into much. Another failure in the Blackhawks pipelines. As uh, Tulola, a 24-year-old, he never uh, made much of an impact down in Rockford. And he kind of just fell out of favor with all the younger guys that are currently coming up in the system. Um, So... In total, Tulola registered 22 points in 110 games over the last two years with the Ice Hogs. Not that impressive, but I do believe the Hawks will retain his rights if he ever does want to come back to North America, which who knows at this point. So, Tulola, he signed with Cuckoo in Finland's Liga. That happened on Tuesday morning. And then later in the afternoon, Blackhawks forward prospect Tim Soderlund was loaned to Almtuna IS. Bear with me on that name. Almtuna IS, which is a Swedish second division team. Um, But not much to talk about here. This was simply a move so Soderlund can play hockey this fall. And we already saw the Hawks do this with Mate Halupa. So we can probably expect some more loans to come in the next couple of weeks before training camp gets up and going in the middle of November. All right, I think that takes care of all the latest news surrounding the Chicago Blackhawks that I wanted to talk about on today's episode. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to give some updates on the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I'll also break down Dylan Strom's postseason as part of our daily Blackhawks 2020 postseason recap segment. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar is back, and they now have 18 total flavors. Six of them are new. The six new flavors are Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low-calorie and low-sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber, so make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps to get $10 off your first order. Built Bar is also currently giving away a free cooler with every purchase, so now is the time to pull the trigger for the best protein bar on the market. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option, and be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps for $10 off your first Built Bar order. 
This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at JackBushman2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcast and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. So we just finished talking about all of the latest Blackhawks news from this week. Now I wanted to be sure to provide you all with some updates on the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, starting with the Tampa Bay Lightning, who of course is my pick to win the Stanley Cup this year. They took down the Boston Bruins in double overtime in Game 5 on Monday night to win the series 4-1, to and I think the Lightning are the team to beat right now in these playoffs. Another impressive showing here in the second round. They were really good in the round robin. And now back-to-back dominant series wins against the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Boston Bruins. Two pretty good teams out in the Eastern Conference. And the Lightning are impressively doing all of this without their captain, Steven Stamkos. That just shows you how deep this team is. Braden Point is going bonkers. He's playing out of his mind right now. He's tied for second in the playoffs with 18 points so far. And Nikita Kucherov has been doing his thing. The depth pieces up front, Alex Kalorn and whatnot, all those guys, they're playing really well right now. Vasilevsky standing tall in net. And they just have depth all over the place. They have a pretty solid defense too. Uh, and they're finally over the hump that is the Bruins in the postseason. And we've seen it in the past with the Washington Capitals. They finally got over the pe- uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they went on to win the Stanley Cup. And that's why I'm confident the Lightning are going to do the same here in these playoffs. On Monday's episode, I talked about how it was going to be important for the Dallas Stars to step on the throats of the Colorado Avalanche while they were down. And while... They did the exact opposite of that in Game 5. Colorado jumped out to a 5-0 lead in the first period, believe it or not. They had 5 goals when Dallas had 5 shots on goal. And it was just an ugly start from the Stars that just made it impossible for them to come back. They did put up a good fight to make it a 6-3 final. But now the Avs have some momentum heading into Game 6 tonight. And I talked about how that could be trouble for Dallas as... The offense for Colorado, they may have finally found their groove as a whole, and if they get things going, they can put up six or seven on any given night. So look out for the Colorado Avalanche now that they may have finally got some wind back in their sails with that big Game 5 victory. Uh, Last night, we saw both the Philadelphia Flyers and the Vancouver Canucks fight off elimination and win Game 5 with the Flyers winning 4-3 in overtime. They nearly choked that one away. They were up 3-1 with four minutes to play, and somehow the Islanders came back to tie it with uh, goals from Brock Nelson and Cal Clutterbuck made a beautiful play to set up Derek Brassard for an open net. Uh, and they did that all without Ma- uh, Matt Barzell. He had to exit the contest early after taking a stick from Claude Giroux. Uh, it looked like it went to his eye, but fortunately we heard some updates from the Islanders PR that it wasn't to his eye. It might have been right around or something, but fortunately not the eyeball. Um, but the Islanders weren't able to claw their way all the way back. Scott Lawton comes up big in overtime for the game winner on a redirect to keep 
Philly's hopes alive in the postseason. And then for Vancouver, <laughs> they were flirting with danger last night. They somehow come out on top 2-1, to one, even though they were outshot 43-17 to 17 by the Vegas Golden Knights. That's not, a, that's not a misprint or anything. 43-17. to 17. I couldn't believe they came out on top. Uh, it looked just like Game 4 against the Chicago Blackhawks, funny enough. But for Vancouver... Thatcher Demko had to get the start in net, which I'm sure gave all of their fans a damn heart attack because Jacob Markstrom was unfit to participate, but Demko comes in and stands on his head. He stops 42 of the 43 shots that he faced to keep the Canucks alive as well, but just like the series against the Blackhawks, it just feels like Vegas is going to get the job done if they just keep doing the same things, so... We'll see if they'll be able to close things out in Game 6 on Thursday night. Both those Game 6s actually will come on Thursday night, so definitely some good hockey to be looking forward to with three elimination games coming in the next two days. Alright, I think that takes care of the latest news from the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs that I wanted to discuss. Coming up in just a moment is our daily Blackhawks 2020 postseason recap segment where I take a look at one player and discuss how they fared for the Blackhawks in their short postseason run. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey, or you can also always email the Locked On Blackhawks email, which is LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, myself, or anything that has to do with the remainder of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we just wrapped up what's been going on in the last couple of days of the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now it's time for our daily Blackhawks 2020 postseason recap segment, with today's feature being 22-year-old forward Dylan Strome. So, following a pretty disappointing, semi-injury-plagued second season with the Blackhawks, in which he recorded just 12 goals and 26 assists for 38 points in 58 games, after putting up 51 points in 58 games the year prior... The hope was that some time off during the COVID-19 pause would get Dylan Strom's game right after he just never really looked comfortable during the regular season, which could be due to his jumbling all around the lineup and also between the center and wing position, which I personally think was a horrible move by Jeremy Calton, but that's a different story. Um, but Strom... He did not fare well in the playoffs for the Blackhawks this year either. He did score a goal in the opening game of the qualifying round against the Edmonton Oilers, but that came from behind the goal line. Uh, it was just a fortunate bounce for Strom. And after that, he failed to record a point in the next three games, and he was a minus four with only two shots on goal, which was quite disappointing to see because I was really hoping he would be able to build some uh, momentum off of that goal, but he wasn't able to do so. And then against Vegas in the first round, we kind of saw more of the same from Strom. He did score a goal in Game 2, but that came off of a terrific backhand feed from Patrick Kane that gave Strom a yawning cage. Anyone could have really scored that goal in that position. 
And then he did pick up one assist in the next three games. But once again, just two shots on goal. And he failed to record one in Game 5, the final game of the season. Which is just completely unacceptable in over 16 minutes of ice time. We really saw Strom struggle in that department. He wasn't putting pucks on net very often. And he also struggled along the boards and in the neutral zone. He's not a particularly scrappy player at this point. And his speed is definitely lackluster to put it nicely which makes me concerned for his future because the speed has always been his biggest knack and it was beyond evident in these playoffs in total Strom finished with two goals and one assist for three points in nine games with a minus three plus minus rating and just 10 total shots on goal in nine games I talked about it throughout the Blackhawks postseason run as a team they were so hesitant to make the easy play and just fire the puck on net. And Strom was one of the biggest culprits of that in the playoffs. I know he's more of a pass-first guy and he's always looking to set up his good buddy Alex Dabrinkit, but he has to learn to shoot the puck in order to become more of an effective player for the Blackhawks. One area where Strom was really impressive, though, was in the face-off department. I have to give him credit. He won 51.4% of his draws in these playoffs, and that's actually a really big takeaway because Strom won just 47.7% of his face-offs during the regular season, and he was 44.9% for the Hawks last year, so hopefully he can continue to make strides in the face-off circle because... Um, the Blackhawks certainly need to be playing with the puck more in the future to have success. Overall, taking all of this into consideration, I am going to give Dylan Strom a C- for his performance in the postseason. He was barely a factor at all on offense in the nine games. His defense was meh. And his two goals that he did score, one came on a yawning cage, and the other was on a lucky bounce. And he put just ten pucks on net total, which... For a guy like Strom, who is so important to the Blackhawks' depth scoring department, that isn't even close to good enough. That's pretty pathetic, in my opinion. He has to be averaging at least two a game, especially with the guys that he's playing with. And right now, he's just way too passive with the puck on his stick. And I think that and his speed are the two biggest areas that he needs to focus on in the offseason to get his game back on track. Alright, so I think that is going to wrap up Dylan Strom's 2020 postseason recap and Wednesday, September 2nd's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to subscribe and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news from the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thank you again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.